0: That's it, where this week we've decided to embrace the inescapable grasp of Irish Catholicism and discuss, does St. Patrick
1: really pass the vibes test? What do you think? It is a tough one. Now, to be fair, I think any man who volunteers to spend a significant amount of his time in mayo kind of gets, like, some points from me. Like, St. Patrick would be a mayo for Sam boy. He, this, is, this is where things get
0: spicy. We don't discuss enough. That Saint Patrick is a Brit.
1: Yeah, he's big Brit. And him <laughs> our man, patron saint, saint is a Brit. Oh, uh, ah, uh, no, Justice for Saint Bridget. Justice for Saint Bridget. Yeah, Saint Bridget should be our patron saint. Yeah, and um, yeah, no. To be honest, I don't think I'd like hang out with him, but I don't think he'd do any harm. Do you know what I mean? My my opinion is that he doesn't actually pass the vibes
0: test, and oh. Yeah, this man brought Christianity over and wiped out the pagans. And I think, in the long run, we could have did
1: without Christianity. We could have did without it. Yeah, you're dead right. Actually, do you know what? The only thing, the only thing it's good for is Easter eggs.
0: Yeah, East, yeah. This is it. That's the only thing. I think the Americans probably gave us Easter eggs. Yeah. Maybe America should be our patron saint. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden, patron saint. Who would you replace?
1: St. Bridget, obvious choice, Kildare's finest Like what a queen She made Kildare, I wouldn't exist without St. Bridget There'd be crosses everywhere There'd be uh, lovely blankets Oh my god, can you imagine the blanket trade in Ireland Oh oh. Now, there was one time Me and Ali did try and climb for Patrick (laughs) And it was such a fail because Ali kept on complaining So I was like, (laughs) I'll walk back down the mountain with you
0: we we, we got
1: about a third of the way. Now to be fair, I had had four hours sleep because I just don't I don't sleep. And we got the train to Mayo, and Mayo. we got we got about a third of the way up. Yeah, like it was a nice old hike, and then we just went into uh, Westport and had a yeah, great time. We and everyone shopping. else climbed their bloody mountain, and we had delish ninety nines. Yeah. window shopping. Westport has a lot to offer. Yeah, guys. we went
0: charity shop shopping. I remember that. We did have a sandwich about a third of the way up and and took some pictures of the lovely views, but the wind and my feet were just saying no. I wasn't going, because I wasn't getting back down. If I went up, it would be like, do you remember that... um... What are they called that you do for the Leaving Cert? Shaw pictures. Do you know the char picture? <laughs> where the lad get gets stuck on the mountain
1: and the helicopter has to come collect them. I just oh. had such a fear that that would be me. And that's so embarrassing. Like, that's so embarrassing. I think that's the one I got in my actual Leaving Cert. Is it? Oh, it was so... I got
0: the one about the sponsored walk. And I had This is actually so bad. I was sick for two months of fifth year and I was out. And I thought I had gotten all the notes Apparently not. I don't know why I didn't count the amount of sharp pictures that I was studying because there wasn't fucking twenty of them. Because when I went in for my Irish oral, I got one that I'd never seen. I had never like, seen I had genuinely up never seen it. Neil. <laughs> and now I, I looked I did ordinary level Irish like it was fucking this easy anyway. But I knew it was a walk. I knew that I was in a school. I knew that they were doing something healthy. But your one kept asking, she was looking for something else, you know when they keep looking at you, and they're like, give me more, and the word she was looking for was sponsored. sponsored. And you learned it
1: since? No. It's Uriha, isn't it? I don't know, maybe, yeah. Maybe that's something I retained, <laughs> or maybe I'm totally wrong. Any goes listen, please go correctly. Yeah. I, I was shook, I left that, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't
0: believe you've I, done this. I was literally like, Tonadini ex shul. <laughs>
1: That's all I could say. I didn't know what else they were doing. Like,
0: it's
1: horrific. Go sorry, I'm, I'm actually scared by that. She's sc- so scared that she's necking into the beginning.
0: Yeah, it is St. Patrick's Day when we're recording this. We're sitting in my back garden because it is lovely and sunny out. You're going to hear some seagulls throughout this episode. They're spawn. They're friends today. We don't have any food to offer them, so we're not getting attacked. So all is well and good for now.
1: So we asked Le Twitter. Twitter. and le instagram uh what their favorite alibo songs were yeah honestly what a time what a time i spent all of last night listening to alibo. So lie
0: i And like it was so funny because the ones people were saying everyone knows circle of friends obviously you you can still sing that but, but you know like the other ones people were sending i was like oh i don't know that one but then when i played it i was like fucking
1: hell yeah i remember singing this like i remember learning this in class so in my school there wasn't very many kids and how many was there Lisa tell us in my class there was seven of us
0: seven Um, kids
1: and only three of us were girls so we all got the fun harmony lines oh my god so I remember such weird harmony lines from it but our music teacher was unfortunately for her tone deaf oh my god and she decided and she still does to this day to sing regardless Wait, that did, she you did harmonies in primary school. Oh, yeah. You were smart. We were, um, <laughs> this pussy talented. Um, <laughs> but no, I remember the first time we heard, you know that song, Cade Mila Falcher wrote? Yeah. All of the kids in my class used to take the piss out of me and be like, Kate Mila Falcher wrote And it's, <laughs> it, like, it actually scarred me. Oh, my God. It was, it's so funny that, that sticks with you. That kind of yeah. just, like, follows you. Yeah. See, we really went all out when we did have the kids' choir because before the kids' choir, there was a priest. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> there's this, always a priest. So, this priest went and did the missions, and like, not to say that he wasn't 100% after, but like, I suppose that scars you, you know? And he had definitely been involved in something like dodgy. Apparently, oh, there's a, he has a metal plate in his head. Oh, I thought you meant something. No, something no, no. dodgier. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I think he got shot. Let's put it that way. So this poor man thought it was a good idea to buy a tiny piano. Like, you know those kids' pianos that are, like, the length of like your hand? Like
0: David yeah. yeah. No, smaller.
1: smaller. Like, oh, wow. and older. Like, this looked okay. like it came straight out of the 70s. Like, if, if, this, if I saw this tiny piano that this priest had in Stranger Things, I wouldn't bat an eyelid. Like, it was that old. And he used to play and sing by himself on this tiny piano with one hand. And he used to, like... <laughs> Thing and try and call the whole I was going to call them the audience the congregation into responding to him Oh my and god! and everyone felt so bad because it was just like this owl priest who thought this was a fantastic idea it's very bizarre and it's definitely stuck on me and I want to make it into a comedy set because wow. it was just so good the tiny little piano and his little fingers and him singing into the mic by himself Iconic. That's just so like eccentric. That's I know, like, but it was kind of iconic. You're kind of like, yeah, more power to you, Father. Yeah, <laughs> priests works. are
0: so weird. I just, I'm, you're throwing me back to second class. We had a priest, his name was Father Leem. If he's listening, how Father Leem? We missed you when you left.
1: Um,
0: he used to, and like, I know everything that you can say about priests always makes them sound creepy, but he was actually really sound. And like, okay. he, he used to bring in Maltesers for us all the time. That's and I cagey. just remember it was like the highlight of like every time he would come in, we were like, "Ah, Father Leem's coming today. We're getting Maltesers." That's <laughs> such a funny uh, trope. Of. But anyway, we've was, gone um we've gone full religious this week um with our it's a bit of a theme because we it is St Patrick's Day. It is also coming up to Easter. We live in Ireland. It's exactly. kind of inescapable.
1: We're not religious people. Yeah. But you know, you you can't you can't dodge it in this country. I feel like we should do a whole episode live and knock. Oh my God, Live <laughs> coming to you live from Nock. Live from Knock. I will <laughs> fully sit outside the Basilica with you, Ali, and just record us talking absolute blasphemy. It, imagine if Ireland won the Eurovision again, and it was hosted in Knock. It would probably have to be at this rate. Yeah, it's big enough. I have to say, though, um, there is concerts held in the Basilica now. Oh my God. Also, big COVID Harry update. Harry Styles live yeah. on
0: tour from Nock.
1: Big COVID but, update, though. You can't touch the... Uh, gave the wall anymore to get healed because of covid because it touching the wall Actually, no wonder much. we all still have it then <laughs> yeah i think she went down there last time i was home and i was like said i might just you know like i'm not religious or anything but i might touch the wall i might just lick it i might just touch the wall so that my collarbone heals faster <laughs> and i was like oh, I, was, oh, I, was, oh, I was like what's the logic behind this? don't question it just touch the wall got up to the wall sign on the wall being like don't touch it you'll catch covid do you think that's the actual secret cure touching that wall and that's why they're, we're not allowed to touch it So I used to get driven down there for every illness (laughs) everything and then the doctor couldn't cure it they'd be like oh that'll take a while don't worry about it they'll bring me down to that or they'll bring me to you know those like uh, magic stones oh yeah or the seventh son of the seventh son welcome to Ireland lads. (laughs) big pharma have like
0: the rights to that stone now and they're not letting anyone touch it big
1: pharma owns you if you're the seventh son of the seventh (laughs) (laughs) son every seventh son of the seventh son is just sent off to Pfizer Your sir, your middle name has to be Astrazeneca. <laughs> but anyway, what were people highlighting as their top picks from the Alivo, classic Alivo chart album?
0: So yeah, I asked over on Twitter, and there was there was kind of a general consensus of four songs. Like there was a couple of other ones mentioned, but these are the ones that were mentioned like by everyone. So the first one that people mentioned was Twelve Tribes. Here's a little bit of 12 Tribes, just to refresh your memory.
1: Controversial. I never, ever did that one.
0: You never did it? No. No, no, we're too busy perfecting our happy in the present this is so funny because my school for primary school was fairly like fairly religious like you had to you had to do a what you had to do communion you had to do all that jazz but all i remember actually doing was the songs and drawing pictures of the bible oh, if they're I can, mad for
1: the pictures they? they're oh, mad
0: for the pictures and if i can dig it out i found a copy from i think it was my second class and there's pictures that i've drawn from like you know, stories from the Bible, and mm-hmm. there's one, I can't remember your man's name, but you know that blind man that Jesus heals? and um, <laughs> Your lad, yeah. That man. I had drawn him, and God, it's so bad. The way I, like, signified that he was blind was I drew just, like, blue eyes on him, and then I, like, really aggressively drew over the bl- the blue eyes with white crayon. Wow. <laughs> like, Iconic. I was seven, so don't fucking cancel me. The castle is rolling <laughs> in his grave. That's how I signified that he was blind. And then there's another one from Easter, where you had to draw when Jesus rose and disappeared from the tomb. And uh, I just drew... Do you know classic? Do you know the sun took up the corner of the page?
1: Oh, yeah. I drew a
0: cave with some daisies growing at the entrance to it and two girlies standing outside it. And there's a speech bubble. And the speech bubble just sets. Oh, my God, he's gone.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, please. I house. will try to find it. That's I think so t- I
0: have a picture that I took of the copy somewhere because I saw it and I was like, oh, my God, I've not changed. Get Jackie and Dad of the
1: hunt for that. But uh,
0: yeah, here are some. Here's another one of the songs. Actually, I'm going to tell you who I think should, should cover, cover these songs. If these were to become pop, like you know, Billboard hits, who would take who, it? Who who would who would be on it? Okay, who would be on the track for Twelve Tribes?
1: I said Pitbull. Pitbull could literally cover anything, and I'd be like, let's go. Imagine Pitbull on this song.
0: Is that not Pitbull? Dallas! <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine people doing this. I don't know yeah, why. Oh my God, Someone yeah. else on the chat maybe doing this bit. And people doing all the names. Have at it. <laughs> okay, what yeah. is the next one that we have? Next up on the list, we have. The next one people have said, and this is my personal favourite, it is Moses, You're the Man, slash, t- like we all know it as Moses, You're the Man, but the actual title of the song is The Ten Commandments, and I was trying so hard to remember what this song was called yesterday, because I I knew how it went, but I didn't know the, the name of it, and this I is remember so controversial, it. controversial,
1: a second one we didn't get to do in our primary school.
0: Oh, you missed out, so I'm going to I'm gonna play this now for you, just in case you're not
1: aware. Because I'm not aware, play it.
0: How are you not aware? Oh.
1: You're
0: the man who got
1: the push of the burning the to Moses, you're the man okay so the, the cover the in my mind after listening to, to that an experimental version by fka twigs interesting we went a similar route oh i said Billie eilish oh okay. i think Billie
0: eilish would do a sick version of that in like in like her whispery sort of voice Oh yeah, the creepy be uh, delicious. A few beats from Phineas in the background. <laughs> God bless Phineas. Okay, what's <laughs> next on the list? The next one is, loads of people said this one, like literally every second person said this one. Um, it is the song
1: Connected, which I, oh, don't, lovely. I don't remember doing this, but when I heard it, I knew it. Oh, we did an awful lot of being connected. At yeah. Every every communion, everything. Really? Everything Connected, oh. connected, yeah, connected I, re- I remember, like I, I know it. Connected. I know it
0: but I don't remember it. So if you also don't remember this song, here is a little clip for you. Covering Connected for you?
1: Who is Covering Connected? Mine's very specific. Do you know who it is? Who? It's going to be a bit of an edgy version. Okay. But everyone's going to love it. Okay. All the straights will lose their shit. Julieta? No. Derma Kennedy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the straights will lose their the shit. The straights are actually going to go bananas. Derma Kennedy is headline and longitude with this song. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna love it. It's opening up. Um, it's gonna be a comment on Catholicism, and Josier is gonna be raging that he didn't think of doing it first. I also went Irish for this one. Oh, I said the Sing Street cast. Oh, Tell yeah. me that that wouldn't slap. Oh yeah, yeah. That like eighties vibe, like. And there'd be rabbits in the music video. There'd be rabbits in the... It, it, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh my
0: god, it reminds me of In Sing Street when they are down the the alleyway. In the stupid costumes, <laughs> recording yes. the song, Riddle of a Model. Uh, it reminded me of that.
1: Good. Yeah, yes. I think strong. that was savage.
0: And the last song is also one that I think every person said and every person knows. It is, of course, Circle of Friends.
1: So I have something controversial. My two tops have not been mentioned yet. That's ridiculous. I know. Uh, did you? I know. But you, everyone likes Circle of Friends. Circle of Friends is, do you know what? Circle of Friends is the jelly and ice cream of the oh, life. <laughs> like, honestly, if you said Circle of Friends, you better have a version that slaps that you can reference, because my lord. Okay,
0: so if you don't know Circle of Friends, where the fuck have you been? Obviously not in Ireland. Um, here's a little clip for you. We don't need to play this. Everyone fucking oh.
1: Heems done it already. Heems done <laughs> it. <didn't> they <laughs> imagine. Have, also, oh apparently, my god, I much
0: for serious. Apparently, it's called Haim. Yeah, got that TikTok. I saw one, the TikTok. Like, no what? I was like, oh my god, I just for Haim. Yeah.
1: So yeah, Haim are doing a cover. The girls in their nurses' scrubs from oh. the Grammys.
0: <laughs> I went back to my home boys for this one. One Direction are covering this okay. song. Okay,
1: I can see why, <laughs> and I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's something that they would do.
1: Okay, my top two that were not mentioned were Do This In Memory. Yeah, it's a it song. has. song. Is a, that
0: an O song, though, or is that just a hymn?
1: It was on the Alivo album when I looked it up. Oh. Because I did my research. <laughs> Let it not be said that I did not research this podcast, she says, having a Google history full of Alivo. I love that, doing that song, and also having the little, like, cheeky, like, seconds going... Oh, this like fully like <laughs> oh the catholic school girl in me loved it but my favorite one which also is one that i desperately wanted covered happy in the presence someone said this actually okay good. someone did say this i forgot to include it so happy in the presence is going to be that's like happy in the presence there's going the to be Lord. a remix of it okay and it's going to be by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. <gasps> and it's gonna be called Wappy in the Presence of the Lord.
0: <laughs> yes! Next year's Grammys. I can't wait. Oh,
1: stop. Their Grammy performance <laughs> aroused me on so many levels. Their Physical, Grammy performance spiritual. We
0: all know I'm obviously weak for Harry styles, but like nobody could top Megan and Cardi. That was like that well, was life-changing.
1: I think a lot of the women at the Grammys actually give every man in there a run for his money. Oh yeah. Doja Cat Slade. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Um, Doolipa Slade and is now all over lesbian TikTok. <laughs> uh, like all the gals brought the money. Yeah, even Billy Eilish. She did a very like soothed. It was stunning. Set.
0: It was stunning though.
1: Yeah, and she took home record of the year. You're good Billie. for her. And now she's gonna cover an Elbow song. Thank so- you, Billy. <laughs> The
0: next thing that we were thinking about for this like little religious weird ass episode was if we were to have our own Lenten feast, you know, Last Supper. We're dying tomorrow. We're we're going up on the cross. Forgive the blasphemy. <laughs> um, what would we be eating? Like, what are we having? Starters, mains, desserts.
1: She's She went all right with the starters here now. Good call. I
0: I just had one that I had to include. Okay, tell me. So for starters, I am getting the, they're like garlic and white wine mussels from Johnny Fox's pub up in the Dublin mountains. I talk about these all the time. I think I've gotten them every time I've been there. They basically bring them out in like a fucking
1: bucket. Yeah, you told me about these recently. They and are, I'm a vegetarian, but I'm also like a little bit of a fan of the uh, oysters. Like, Girl, they're they're actually life changing. They are so good. Okay, so if that's your starter, I'm actually going to go all out and throw in a starter for myself. I'm getting the garlic mushrooms from oh. the old arch bar and bistro in Clemoris. Oh my god, so specific! Sometimes I go to that restaurant and I get the garlic mushrooms as a main. Yes, <laughs> because garlic I mushrooms love... are class. Anyone who doesn't like mushrooms is wrong. Actually, if we're going like. Hometown
0: glory on, on this menu. I actually want to shout out Silk and Thomas buffalo wings in Kildare Town because they're the best buffalo wings I've ever had. Good like, elephant and castle think they're all that.
1: Nah. Do you know what? This nah, is nah. So I went to Buffalo, New York, into the place where they created buffalo wings. What? And I couldn't eat them because I was like, I'll actually probably be sick because I've been a vegetarian for so long. Oh my God. That's that's a fucking sin. Yeah, you well, go all the way to Buffalo and you don't have the wings well I just couldn't eat them like, they'd actually make me sick Like yesterday I accidentally cooked a little thing with bacon in it as part of one of my sides, and oh, I, think no. I actually couldn't eat it, I couldn't even look at it and it, then it, it turned me off the whole rest of my dinner no. even looking at it and having it near my plate I was like oh I can't and I don't know why, because it's not like I'm well I suppose it's like ethical and environmental yeah. reasons but I'm just like mm,
0: let's I, don't not, ha- let's, I don't have this problem let's not
1: fret about me to move on to our mains what are you having for your main course? My main course is very meaty. Oh, okay. okay. Mine's I, very vegetarian, but also, like, it? very, um... I got the, the kind of food that'll break out in spots, but sure, if you're dying tomorrow, you will oh, yeah. Idea. All of mine will break out in spots. I have two mains. Oh! Right.
0: Girl! Do you know I'm dying tomorrow. Right, go for it. So I'm having two. So the first thing I'm getting is the pork gyros platter from Mykonos Taverna on Dame Street. I got this the other week because... I think we've mentioned on the podcast before I'm weak for Greek food I love Euros You order from Euros and your me, she's pulling a Mamma Mia pulling a Mamma like you like, lads, this time next year we'll be recording this from Greece but I decided to try the other Greek restaurant in Dublin
1: sorry what I thought really inappropriate an joke and I feel like I can't say it just say it just spit it out <laughs> I was like next week or next year we're coming to you live from <laughs> From Meryl Streep's pussy. <laughs> I should cut that though. Because Million dollar woman. <laughs> sorry. Meryl, sorry. if you're listening, we're sorry. <laughs> Actually, no, do you know what? I don't apologise. She probably has a fantastic vagina.
0: Meryl, Meryl's going to send us it an idea. Back to your Greek now. food. Back to my Greek food, okay? <laughs> sorry for that interruption. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I ordered this from Deliveroo. Because I always get euros, and I was like, "I'll just I'll try the other Greek place." Cause walk by it like a million times. It's right beside the Olympia Theater, and I've never gotten it. But always, do you know when you walk past a restaurant, and it always smells good?
1: That is so true. It's such
0: yeah, it always smells really good. So I ordered in this platter. I think it was like thirteen euro fifty. So I was like, okay, I'm splashing out a little bit here, but whatever. And lads, it is insane. Like it's actually insane. It comes in a huge box. Like the box is like, I'm showing Lisa now.
1: The box is like this size. It's the size of. Do you know those like, when you have a la- you have a computer that's not a laptop and you have a full ass keyboard. That's the length. Yeah, it's she's it's showing.
0: huge, and it comes with like pork ear also like shredded like pork meat, delicious oily greasy fucking delicious. <laughs> I actually I can't. Oh my god, I'm drooling and thinking about it. But then it comes with like. You know all the great shit. So like you've got red onions, you've got tomatoes, you've got tzatziki, uh, pita bread. It's all in there. You also get chips with this meal. You also get a drink with this meal. It is just divine, and I just I That's love so I love fun. the kind of food you know where you build it yourself. You know there's some kebab places will yes. give you like the kebab like they'll give you the bread and then you build the kebab.
1: Yeah, with, or Mexican places that do that where you build only. your tacos.
0: Yeah. That's like my like that's like an activity and the dinner all in one and I really enjoy that because it's fun. Um
1: So wait, you're having two maids and this
0: is just the first this one. This is just the first one. Christ, what's the second? Um the second one, you were actually with me when I had this. Um I am getting the spaghetti alastis from the blind pig Speakeasy. I had this when we had Christmas yes. dinner. So this is like this is my bougie last supper meal. This is lobster pasta. I got this at Christmas, the, the, the it, face
1: the, on her when she said, fuck it, I'm going to get the lobster pasta. Yeah. i never seen a woman who was more knowledgeable about her own luxury than <laughs> Ali And it, it suited her so well. I'm a girl who
0: knows what I want. It was so delicious. Like, I think I think it was like 30 quid, but lads, like it's the best 30 quid I ever spent. So it comes out and it's like your classic, like tomato-based sauce, probably some wine in that sauce. And they they put the lobster on your plate, which is just it just feels fucking bougie. You feel like you're in the twenties. You feel like you're a flapper girl, and then the t- the lobster is like sprinkled throughout the pasta, and it was just it was nice because we've mentioned before I lived in Iceland for a little while, and lobster is like basically chicken over there and everything, so it was nice to taste it again, and that's going on my menu.
1: I feel like I need to up my personal game now and make it a two parter on my main course, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> so my big, dirty, stinking side that's also like fully a main because it's <laughs> that large is the spicy chip bag from Chop Chop. Now, yes, I agree. I know that vegetarians love a good tofu spice bag, and to be honest, apparently, just wants chips. Like, I'm like fully like Seagull, don't want your bullshit. Give me chips, veg, and a whole chili. That's all I want
0: and a, a bowl of curry sauce surely. no i
1: actually wouldn't even get the curry sauce because <gasps> that's I'm going so dry to, yeah i'm going to have something else beside it oh i'm going to have an el grito chimichanga with every type of salsa they have oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm going to have the mixed veg el grito chimichanga guys if you haven't checked these people out in delivery. Why are you wasting your time? Actually, have we mentioned <coughs> El
0: Grito at all in the podcast yet? Because we should fully go off on them right no, now. No, we should fully do a
1: Day of the Dead episode. would oh be so good. Oh my
0: god, lads, El Grito is a Mexican restaurant down at Mountjoy Square in Dublin. And like Lisa introduced me to it, I swear you. to god, it is just so good. It is so affordable. They have like, do you know the way Boojum does like burritos, but like, it's very fucking white you know like it's not pure mexico no, this, is this good. place is pure mexico they do
1: like basically beer cocktails and loads of mexican drinks as well so if you're looking for something a little bit different definitely check them out they're on delivery and just they're on delivery
0: yeah and like when you're in there as well it's such a beautiful restaurant like the decoration is stunning the staff are also really nice like i find every time i'm in there the staff if you're not sure what something is and you just ask them, they, like, give you the full rundown.
1: Also, I went to a delightful Hindu in there and they were so oh. accommodating for little events and stuff. It's so glam.
0: Love and, it. And if you do go there and you're sitting in the bottom floor, make sure that you go to the toilet because the upstairs <laughs> is so pretty. It, like, and if you can, I, I'm assuming things are going to open up at some point soon and you'll be able to book. If, you, if you're booking,
1: try book a seat upstairs. Also, hot tip for those coaches who are like, these bitches are only talking about Dublin restaurants. We, um, I would, this is so close to Crow Park, so if you're a GAA fan, this is the perfect place to try out.
0: Yeah, guys, if you're at Gail's pub outside Crow Park, walk up the hill, it's literally on the corner.
1: Yeah, who needs a bag of chips when you've had a full chimichanga? Yeah, yum, and, yum. and
0: everyone's going to be in that fucking chipper's, so you're dodging the chipper queue by walking up the hill for like two minutes and going to Elbury and, and you're and probably getting, getting cheaper
1: food in the end as well, Yeah, cause yeah cause you actually they're are. so good
0: <laughs> for value. So what's your dessert? I have two desserts as well, which is Ooh. funny because I'm actually very much not a dessert person. I never get dessert. I will get like a sweet thing when I'm out and about on a phone. That's own.
1: true. I will yeah. get like a sweet thing with a coffee rather than a dessert. Yeah, All I never sometimes get I dessert. Can, I'm a sucker for like a hot chocolate brownie or something.
0: Speaking of brownies, Ooh. one of my desserts is the Raspberry Cheesecake Brownie from the Green Door Bakery in Stony Stoneybatter. So do you know the way like, now my first experience with a cheesecake brownie was in college in Casey Peaches.
1: Yes, part of the meal deal back in the day. Part of
0: the meal deal, it was like four fifty, but you could get like a coffee with it, I think it was at like 5 or something. And it was so tasty, but I've, you know, I've grown, my taste has grown since then, and I've realised that the Casey Peaches one is actually fairly dry. And the she Green Door Bakery one is that awful word that is the only word that actually describes it. It's moist, it's good, it's delicious. Uh, it's, it's full of raspberries. Do you know there's sometimes when there's fruit thrown into a brownie, it's very... like. <laughs> it's a tiny bit of fruit there's okay, a good yeah. bit of raspberry shooters. it's delicious it's like the brownie itself is sticky as well as the cheesecake it's not like a dry brownie and a nice cheesecake I know i'm being really specific here but like
1: she's a the, baker the pastry chef in me
0: is <laughs> telling me to describe it um so i'm having that and then i am also having oh my god i've actually already mentioned these it's, we're going to euros the other greek place in dublin and I'm getting, and I'm probably going to fucking wreck the pronunciation of this, sorry. I'm getting kinder bueno, I've pronounced that okay. I'm getting, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting kinder bueno, lucamades, is that how you pronounce it? No Mates. They're basically like, I think they're like uh, donut dough but with honey through it. As far Ooh, as I'm aware, like they're yes. they're like extra sweet sort of dough ball things. And this place does them with like a bunch of toppings. I think you can get like just chocolate ones, you can get strawberry ones, you can get white chocolate ones. I personally love the Kinder Bueno ones. I think they're amazing. And um, so yeah, if you have never tried these before, I would recommend. If you're a donut person especially, I would recommend trying them. You get three in a box, and I think they're like, I think it might be six euro, if I'm remembering correctly. You can also get them from verna I just haven't tried theirs, so I'm recommending euros as one.
1: My dessert is one of those ones that I'd actually probably get out and about with coffee, but I'm going to just throw it in anyways because it's iconic. The carrot cake from It's a Trap on Denmark Ooh. Street. Now this place is, is it called Denmark Street. I never yeah. knew the name. of that So it's right street. beside like Mountjoy Square and Belvo, which is a chaotic experiment of sorts. Yeah. But honestly, if you haven't been there yet, go. It's one of those restaurants that everything in it is vegan and they stock fantastic vegan products, but you actually wouldn't be able to tell.
0: No, you you really wouldn't. Um, um,
1: great coffee. I
0: got a really nice... They sell, like, random sort of bits on the shelves in the shop as well. We were there the other day, and I got a hot sauce. And the hot sauce is called Scarlet for Your Ma. And it is so good. I had it the other day with my lunch. It is delicious. So, like, go in even just for, like, the little kind of grocery store bit of it.
1: But they do new cakes every single day, and they have them up on their Instagram. So definitely check out their Instagram because it's so much crack. But... Their cakes are all so good. Like, you think vegan cake and you're like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to have this, like, dry out piece of lava. <laughs> but it's so good. I've never tasted vegan cake this good. And I've tasted a lot of crap vegan cakes.
0: Yeah, it's very hard to make good one. So,
1: the word we don't like, moist. So much flavour. Definitely check them out. And they're also quite affordable. And they, yeah, I they think are. they do a deal with the coffee and a cake as well, if you're feeling it on your on your walkout.
0: Ew.
1: You didn't do a drink for yours
0: no I didn't do a drink but I'm actually I'm actually thinking of one now but uh, it's, it's my last supper drink I can't get it here we're going to New York mm. we're going to I think it's called Taqueria del Cascabel okay it's this little Mexican place Upper West Side somewhere near Columbia University I went there for this bottomless brunch thing and I had I think like six margaritas in the space of an hour and then, and then I went ice skating um, in a country where you don't have healthcare um <laughs> Do I, I didn't spit out my beer. I didn't fall. It's okay. But uh they were the best margaritas I've ever had in my life. So, they were like do you know the way sometimes when you I definitely think bottomless brunch is it's it's dumb because drinks are probably going to be watered down if it's an unlimited thing. Yeah. Um they were not watered down. They were very much pure tequila. But they did that thing where it's like there's salt on the rim but there's also chili.
1: Ooh, okay, good. oh ha- okay and i've
0: been trying to recreate it for the past two years and i can't i don't know what i don't know what they used
1: so i was such a marg fan when i lived in new york when i lived <laughs> in new york when i was a gossip girl well, literally i would have them like probably every day because they were yeah. actually also quite affordable over there they were yeah more they're way more
0: affordable than here
1: but um for christmas matt bought me a big bottle of tequila and fancy glasses <gasps> and the agave syrup and one evening before we went out to dinner he just like made us margaritas and I cried my makeup off because I was so happy oh my god (laughs) that's incredible I'm gonna stick with Irish for this one like obviously I'd love a big pint of Guinness but I've recently been tasting literally almost every beer from the Dublin City Brewing Company and my god my god they're all so good basically this is totally a shout out to Owen Clark and Matt McGowan over on just for one but they love these beers and there's so many iconic ones in their collection and their delivery is so fast if you order online but also you can get them in shops so my top three picks if you're looking to taste them are the Liberator Irish Lager which is inspired by Daniel O'Connell which is what I'm actually drinking today because I'm a mad bitch (laughs) then the Renegade Red Ale Honestly, if you told me I'd be drinking red ale, I would have told you to go peck yourself. But yeah, it's hit or miss. It's so it's like literally liquid caramel in your throat. Ooh. It tastes so good. It's so it it's so like you have to try it. If you yeah. see it out and about, they're so affordable, definitely pick it up. And they also have a limited edition Pioneer Pilsner, which I tasted the other day, and Ooh. it is also delish. Um yeah, if you are looking for a little treat yourself. Their online delivery is not only delicious, but super fast.
0: Amazing. Um, you're actually going to have to remind me there. I'm going to shout out an Irish drink, but I don't know the name of the brand. <laughs> okay. Um, So I bumped into one of my old bosses the other week, and she was telling me that she was having cans of milk stout, right? So I went to the shop then. I was like... I. I'm weak for milk. I'm sorry, oat milk, girlies. I, act- sh- this is the I was raised
1: on milk. Ali goes to Weatherspoons, ironically, puts it up, um, and then when someone orders her a glass of milk, she's delighted. So don't order Ali a glass of milk if you actually want. If you want to piss me it. off, don't order me a glass of milk. Order a glass so of oat milk.
0: I, d- I like oat milk as well, but I'm just. I'm, oh, I'm going to get cancelled for liking cow's milk, but whatever. Um, I decided, you know, milk and stout. I enjoy both these things, so it's going to be good. Um, and I went to O'Brien's uh, off license in Newbridge and had a look for it. I think it's a Gal- It's definitely an Irish company. I think I think they're Galway based. Go like,
1: find the bottle, and we'll. Yeah, we'll it's start it's the in story. it's in a can.
0: It's in like a colorful Oof. green can.
1: No. I will. F-
0: I'll find out who did it and we'll stick on the Instagram. What lads? It's so good. That's it's it's like a creamier Guinness. It's the only way to describe it. But you wouldn't like when you think milk. It doesn't taste like milk. It doesn't taste like milk at all. It's just like t- thicker in texture, almost. It's lovely. It's so so good. Go I love this. Go for the milk
1: stash.
0: But our Lenten feast wouldn't be a
1: feast without people.
0: Who's so coming? You, Who's coming?
1: You've really gone all out, middle east. I have not middle east. I feel like I'd actually just pick 12 friends, which sounds real basic. No, you're not allowed to pick 12 friends. So 12 enemies then? Yeah, 12. Oh god, I can't list my enemies on my podcast. I
0: basically, we played a game the other day with one of our friends, Jen, where...
1: She, shout out Jen, she shout just handed Jen.
0: Yeah, congrats Three. Jen, she handed a dissertation. We played a game where you had to list all your celebrity crushes and rank them in order of achievability. I just want to flag this with... I I don't think that I could actually achieve any of these people, but I am a fun game. Yeah, it's a fun game and I'm imagining that I'm I'm the hottest person in the world as I play this. So I decided to invite twelve of my crushes to the feast. And here are twelve of my I think I think some of them are gonna be people that you would invite as well.
1: Okay, I am gonna claim you can claim who, who I want. yeah, who I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an abridged version, so it's not gonna be twelve. You can have six. Oh, ha- okay. oh, my god,
0: let's make it spicy. You have to, you have to pick six of these.
1: Oh, okay, go for it. Okay, let's
0: do it. these are also ranked in order of achievability.
1: Okay, let's go.
0: <laughs> First up, the obvious, Niall Horan. Okay. Is he coming to your feast?
1: Actually, a- decide
0: at the end. Decide okay, at the yeah, end. yeah, yeah. Okay. Next up, we've Pete Davidson. We have to have a comedian.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to be at the table, so, bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, so, well, then, are we any allowed 11? No, no, no. Pete's hot, we can have him. We can have him. Pete will probably supply baggie. We'll have him. <laughs>
0: yeah. Next up, we have Taika Waititi.
1: Yeah, okay. I totally see why you fancy Taika. I'm but, in love with Taika. And I totally understand, but I feel like, it for me, it's an it's obviously sexually inspired, but it's not a sexual love. Okay. Like, I would just want to be his friend and understand him. I enjoy his brain. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rest of them. Next up, we have,
0: <laughs> next up we have Luke Hemmings of the band Five Seconds of Summer.
1: Now, I will describe um, Five Seconds of Summer as one of the most achievable overall <laughs> bands. They are. Just because I think they have such a similar vibe to a lot of my friends that I was like, you'd all get yeah. on, and next thing you know, one thing will lead to another. Yeah. um understand. i also feel
0: like i'm aware of multiple people who've got with one of them so i feel podcast. Okay, about the Keep going. Podcast. next up we have joe jonas he's only he's only further down the list because he's a wife if he didn't have a wife he actually would probably be much further up okay. i think he's very achievable um i say yeah i say continue this. yeah
1: next up we have tom holland okay i put tom holland on my achievable list not because i think he'd fancy me because i think he's a little bit slow and i'm (laughs) smart and i could trick him oh my god and it sounds controversial but every single marvel press tour they roll him out like the village idiot (laughs) and i'm like i could trick him into wanting this (laughs) every time
0: i just do you know what i i never got tom holland as like someone to fancy Like, I love him. I think, I actually, I think he's the best Spider-Man. He is the best Spider-Man. He is the best Spider-Man. Like, you can fight us all you want on that. Like, fuck off. But, um, when I saw, what what was the name of the show where they, like, do a dance-off?
1: When he did Umbrella.
0: When he did Umbrella. The straight
1: version of Drag Race.
0: I was like, oh my god, it is the straight (laughs) version of Drag Race. Cancel it. Chrissy Teigen, go home. But that episode, we're not cancelling that one. Oh no, he was very, very good at <laughs> he that. He was
1: incredible. I was like, holy shit! But then, like, he was Billy Elliot on the West End, so I don't know why I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't be shocked by talent when he probably has no social skills because he was in Billy Elliot school since he was what I don't know. Anyway, you asked me.
0: Next up we have, we both actually fancy this man. Okay, go. Lakeith Stanfield. Oh,
1: stop, keep going. (laughs) Oscar
0: Award nominated Lakeith Stanfield, I should say. Next up, also maybe on your list, because we we shout him out every week, Jamie Dornan.
1: (laughs) Okay, I feel like um, as a girlfriend of a Northern Irish man, (laughs) I can successfully say that. Achievable. All (laughs) achievable. Also, like, not, not to shit in it. So many girls have come to me since I started dating. This is the second man I've dated with a Nordy accent. What the fuck? Do you even type or something? I really don't, because loads of girls are like, oh my god, you're dating someone with a Nordy accent. I'm like, no. Like, honestly, if that was... A man with a Northern Irish accent is dating me. Let's clarify that. The North accent. All of the Republicans be really offended. But go on. Okay, so Jamie Dornan. I feel like Jamie Dornan and I would get on well, but not sexually.
0: I also agree, that's why he's this far down the list. Okay. Next up, I maybe should have moved this one higher because I do feel like he's achievable um, if I was really hot. It's Pedro Pascal.
1: Yeah, another pal. Yeah. Another guy who I'd probably get on really well with and he'd make really weird jokes at me, and I'd be a little bit like, Are you sure about that, Pedro? And then he'd be like, Haha, I'm only joking. And I'm like, Oh, jeez, thank God. Do you know? Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly his vibe. (laughs) uh next up i actually thinking now
0: this person should be last on the list because i am so intimidated by them that i couldn't even talk to them okay go but i fancy them so much asap rocky
1: oh yes i okay. couldn't
0: talk to him do, do you know what i was only watching last night that interview where the girl goes up to him and she won some competition <laughs> have Please, you seen this she won no. some competition and she's like uh She's backstage at some music festival that he's playing at and she goes up to him and she's like, Hi, I want a competition. She's on like, a microphone. She's like, Can I be your friend? And he's like, Yeah, you can be my friend. You've got a weird vibe to you. <laughs> <laughs> but like she's she's quite like, Oh God bless her. She's so awkward, but he's so nice about it. But then he's also like, You've got a weird vibe. <laughs> yeah. But um I think he would think I have a weird vibe and probably tell yeah. me to fuck off. Then next up we have the, the main man. He's very far down the list. Have Harry he? Styles. I don't think I could pull it off. Okay, He's, yeah. I think he intimidates me, and I also think he'd also
1: bring a great fit to the last supper, though.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. I also wouldn't want him to do me. I'd probably tell him the theme is something different. Yeah, I really fuck with his head. I feel like we'd probably be really good friends. But Who's the grand finale? Grand finale is Jughead's dad from Riverdale.
1: Okay, I. What so- I'm actually,
0: I'm gonna swap ASAP Rocky from tenth place to twelfth because ASAP Rocky, I, c- I couldn't, I couldn't talk to him.
1: Okay, I'm going to do a converse list. So, I'm going to pick people who are probably double the age of all of yours, but pick okay. half the amount. Okay. Okay. We've talked about him before, and he's here to stay. Coleman. Coleman Domingo. Yeah. What a friend. Yeah. Like, no, I feel like I would, wouldn't actually be able to get I think of you people. could. Well, Coleman Domingo's gay, so... There's oh, that. shit, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's... Like, yeah. Then, number two, th- th- these aren't in order of achievability. They're just in order of lads I'd want to have the crack with, do you know? Well, so are mine, because realistically. <laughs> so, number two, then, would have to be Stanley Tucci.
0: Oh my God, Stanley.
1: King. How could I leave him out? Number three Tucci would talk. be Gillian Anderson in a power suit. Yes! Oh my God, Jill. Uh. Number four is Jeff Goldblum. I don't fancy him. And I know but that's a hot take. he'd be very funny at the last supper. He would be very funny. He'd be very funny. And he'd wear a lovely pattern suit. He
0: has the same energy as Harry Styles.
1: No. Nothing can do. think? No, I think Harry does. Styles is a lot more sane. And yeah, then actually this is my true. Yeah. Uh, final two, and I feel like these would be the type that would gossip in the corner, <laughs> Julie Andrews and Idris Elba. <laughs>
0: They would gossip in the corner. They'd
1: be dirty little scouts having their own conversation. Did so they both but go to I'd drama school
0: in London? I feel like they did. They'd have their own little London no, drama school. No,
1: Julie Andrews had a mad life. We should do a whole episode on her. My good God, her. God. I read her biographies at the top of lockdown. And by biographies, I mean, yes, plural. She is two out in a series of three. Oh my God. Uh, and I just think she's great. I don't think she even went to like, any sort of a certified training. she like travelled with a circus. Oh my God, what? Yeah, she was like a travelling performer. Um, Mad. Also, her, like, obviously her name is Julie Andrews. The guy who is, her, like, her father, I suppose, whose name is Andrews, isn't yeah. her biological father.
0: Oh my god, why? Yeah, spicy. Do you know what? This is actually something that's so funny. People exist who ran away with the circus. I met a girl in Iceland who ended up in
1: Iceland because she ran away with the circus. you? that's ki- I want to do that. Do you know what? If Tom Holland wasn't Spider Man, that's what he would have done. He'd be in the circus. He would. Oh my god, he'd be doing the trapeze with okay. Zendaya. <laughs> I'm dear, about to Rewrite
0: the stuff <laughs> uh, Back to our usual programming. We do have some books and some films to talk about this week.
1: Oh God, my book is the religios Oh, in a way is it that's the not Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be iconic it was So, um, my book is called Future Popes of Ireland by Dara Martin. It was oh. released in twenty eighteen, but I never heard of it, and I, I was like, why didn't I hear this? Do you know those like? Brawling, mad, multi-generational family dramas yeah. that are so popular. Take that and make it super Irish. Okay. And it's so good. So basically this it starts with this owl granny called Bridget, who goes to see the Pope when he comes to Dublin in Phoenix Park, and she prays that one of her future grandchildren will become the Pope. Oh my right? Gosh. So Obviously, probably a lot of grannies did this, so it feels so authentic. <laughs> so she rocks home after the Pope and blesses her son and her daughter-in-law's bed. Things don't go quite to plan. Oh. Minor spoiler alert, but also not really a spoiler alert. Um, The um daughter-in-law becomes pregnant with triplets. Three Popes. But she dies in childbirth. Oh, fuck. One of, the, one of the triplets is a girls, so maybe not the Pope, because we're not that progressive yet. <laughs> but it, so it like jumps forward then, like a generation almost, and Granny Doyle has basically raised not only these three kids, but their older sister, but they all live in different parts of the world and have very different feelings towards how they were raised, and they all, oh. basically it's like a family drama, but make it Catholic guilt, okay. and that sounds depressing. But I've actually not read a novel that I was like, actually, do you know what? Every member of this family has a problem that I feel like someone in my family could have. Yeah. Um, so definitely give it a look. I was so surprised I hadn't heard of it. I actually managed to get myself a signed copy on what? sale from the Gutter Bookshop. Shed. Oh my God. So definitely give it a look. It was so good. It's a big chunky book as well. So you've got plenty of uh, meat in there. I picked a book that I read
0: quite a while ago. Um, And I know a lot of people have already read this, but I just thought I would mention it just for anyone who hasn't, because it's so good. It's Educated by Tara Westover, and this is so good. And like, I think, do you know what's so mad? This is actually a book that got me back into reading there for a little while, because I hadn't read a book in ages until I read this one, and then I was like, oh, I like reading again. Um, It's an autobiography about growing up as like a Mormon fundamentalist, and her family... They believe in like survivalism and stockpiling for the end of the world, and like the kids aren't allowed to go to school because the dad doesn't trust the government, and they're not allowed to attend like a, a normal doctor because the dad doesn't trust
1: them. But what's really interesting about it is that it's all real. It's all real, yeah. This it is feels, an autobiography. It feels almost like it's so well done that it could be fiction, and it's written
0: almost like fiction, like it's
1: it, rea- well it reads written.
0: like fiction. And then, you, I don't know, there's like parts of it, obviously, that hit you that you're like, oh my god, this is a real person's life. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to call that it's going to be made into a film at some point.
1: Netflix going to do a four-part series. Yeah, series. this is
0: going to be on screen at some point. It's just, it's
1: so, it's such a good, it's such good storytelling. But well, if you haven't read it, honestly, What Rock Have You Been Living Under? It's, it's one of those books as well that you're like, when you read the word memoir, some people really don't like memoirs. Yeah. But... Oh my God! Where is that plane going? Take us. <laughs> <laughs> There's a plane going overhead right now. Like, where is <laughs> after? But like, it is something that's very unusual. So, it, like, it's unusual in the way that it almost feels like fiction. It almost feels like very storytelling. Yeah, and this is like a weird
0: thing about it because I was looking up last night actually to see what other people had said about it. And on the Goodreads reviews, loads of people had commented saying that they don't believe that it's that it's real.
1: Oh, that, they, that
0: they think she made it all up because it just couldn't it couldn't be that bad and it's like no she just lived a very different life to you and you are sheltered
1: true yeah she does some fantastic interviews as well so if you're looking for a cheeky yeah. podcast just literally type in the name Tara Westover into your podcast app. I think she has a TED talk yeah so much good stuff she speaks so eloquently as well okay what is your films okay what so is your what films? films wow she English is so good
0: 5% battery um <laughs> Panic Station. Why, why did that sound like the beginning of the Fortnite song? Um. So, this week, I didn't pick... Well, one of, one of my films is religious, but th- this one's spiritual. That's the route I'm taking with this. Okay, oh, my
1: film is so loose. Anyway, let's yeah, go with the theme. Like,
0: it it kind of fits in.
1: Let's start from most thematic to least thematic.
0: Oh, I was going to start with least thematic.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It's religious to me.
1: Okay, okay let's do it.
0: So... I picked Nomadland, which I'm sure everyone is aware of, because after winning Golden Globes, it's now up for a bunch of Oscars. Um, Kind of hard to find places to watch it, but, you know, if you're sneaky on the internet, you'll find a link.
1: Also, if you want to send us a message, we might be able to find something. For yeah, you. yeah. Sneaky if you want
0: to watch it, give us a cheeky message, and we might be able to help you out. But I watched this anyway, and, lads, two female directors getting nominated for Oscars.
1: Glorious. But also, like being nominated for editing. I'm just hot for this. Hot for this. Hot the, for this. The score. Heavenly. Like yeah. this is a religious film. Uh this oh my god, the score. Like oh, I like, actually, we'll get to it. Do we'll you know what who'd be brilliant as well for bringing over for dinner, Chloe Zhao? Wouldn't you love to have her over? Just have a chat with her. Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Oh. Zhao. Yeah. Yeah, because
0: I was like, how do you pronounce that? I need to get that right.
1: Yeah, because we've been talking about her for some time on this podcast. Yeah. Because back in the day, she did a great profile for Vanity Fair. Yeah. And I was like, this girl is spicy. Yeah, and she's cool. And then she's also working on a Marvel film, and it feels like they couldn't be more opposing. With Harry Styles is apparently in. Who I feel like I'm one degree of separation from one of the cast members. And I was like, <gasps> oh, that's tea. That's, that's the tea for acting podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, So yeah, anyway, if you aren't aware of this, or even if you've heard about it and aren't too sure what it's about, because that's kind of, that was me last week, it is directed by Chloe Zhao, it's starring Frances McDormand, who you'll probably remember from Three Billboards, incredible actress, just... And generally being a legend. Yeah, she just has a face for a film like this, you know, like, she just really suits it. Yeah. And... I have never had a film make me feel as many things as this one did in like, I think it's only an hour and a half. It's not that long. Like, I cried so much that I actually thought I was having like a mid- midlife crisis.
1: And I actually, like, it's like I'm turning 25 messing. and she's about to I'm die. I turned
0: 25 next week and I actually just, I thought it was kicking in early and I was like, oh my god. I, c- I couldn't stop crying and it wasn't sad. It wasn't like sad tears. It's like happy, sad, relief, like joy. It was, there's so much in it. Like, and I don't know, it's, it's not one of these films with a big crazy plot, it's just a woman doing things, but it is somehow so affecting.
1: We've mentioned before as well that like a lot of the ensemble cast were actually nomadic people yeah. who they pulled into the project who were like, obviously let's talk about your stories. Yeah. And then they also filmed it nomadically, so like yeah. they travelled from space to space. Alongside these nomads, and filmed it in all these different locations. And you,
0: you'd know, like it feels so authentic. Do you know, what, when you're watching someone speak, and you know that they're telling their own story, like it's it is so, that, aren't it's you? Like, so. It's so beautiful good. to watch. uh so yeah, basically the plot of it is it follows this woman called Fern, which is Frances McDormand, who's lost everything in the recession. I think it's kind of set around like twenty ten, and she now lives in a van, and she's living out her life as a modern day nomad. And she just sort of travels around like the big open spaces parts of America. So like I think she's in like north or South Dakota, she's in Montana, she's in like the barren part of California, um, all the really like beautiful parts of America that you don't really tend to see in movies now. Like
1: Yeah, I'd love to see more of that sort of America. I'd American love to screen. see more of
0: it. But like yeah, basically celebrates like little delights, like memorable fleeting interactions we have with strangers and like all the big beautiful views that we have without sugarcoating any of the shit that comes in between all that like it's not it's not a happy film but it's also not sad it's just a pure like life film I thought it was just so beautiful and like it's about loneliness it's about independence about freedom like she's not a sad woman even though she's on her own and traveling she just has sad moments we it's it's so nice to see a movie about a woman that's
1: this age as well yes this is what I was thinking um the movie I picked for this week is a bit spicy. Do you have anything you've left to say on that one before I... No, I
0: just I just adored it from start to finish. Like, it is... I think it will sweep at the Oscars. It kind of swept at the Glo- Golden Globes. Um, Hard
1: time sweeping.
0: Also, just, like, I fucking... If anyone's seen it, I live for Chloe Joe accepting her award for Best Director. Because everyone else is, like... Well, apart from Jason Sudeikis, but, like, he's dealing with a spicy breakup. Um, <laughs> apart from him everyone else looked like really glam and
1: everything and she was literally just in a t-shirt in her room yeah she feels like the kind of gal who's just be like "Ah, oh, my god I have to go to this lovely yeah, thing now yeah. And it's the golden globe and you're like yeah okay fair enough yeah you're sitting on zoom for 45 minutes yeah before she was, you even she get she to accept just, something she
0: just seems so lovely um, yeah yeah I'm excited for her to do well
1: I'm excited for her to be guesting the podcast in 78 weeks time oh my god honestly so my one also one of my recommendations also has a lot of old people in it and this is really interesting. Ali asked me, "Oh, would you recommend that film? What did you think of that film?" And I honestly I'm still unsure, which is part of the oh. reason why I'm recommending it. So the movie is I care a lot. And okay. I'm classifying this as religious because some people's religion is A being gay, B being a girl boss, or C committing crimes. Um it's actually kind of a spicy little movie. There's like, I would definitely recommend it, especially during lockdown, as one of those movies that you throw on to the crack. Yeah. And it actually has a lot of little spicy twists and turns to it. It's on Amazon Prime, isn't it? It is. I think it's an Amazon original or something. Is but it? it is on Amazon Prime. That's where I found it. It follows uh, the queen of the white blonde psychopaths, yeah. Miss Rosamund Pike. Um, and she has this company where she basically becomes the legal guardian of all people in order to liquidate their assets and put them in a home, and basically say that they're like, like not able to look after themselves. Oh my god! It's very spicy. Sounds like Britney Spears. It does sound like Britney Spears. That yeah. is what a lot of people are saying. Yeah. Now, uh, Hugh. So the plot follows. She basically finds this old woman who's like a golden goose. She okay. has no kids and she's really well off. So she decides, let's jump at this opportunity. And she messes with the wrong bitch. Oh, fuck. I didn't realise that was the plot. Now, I just found it really nice to see lots and lots of old people on screen. Like, is it a comedy? No. It won for best comedy, I think, at the Golden Globes. And I, I was like, is it a comedy? I feel like the script... See, I wouldn't say it's a comedy. It's not laugh out loud, but it is funny.
0: Like, yeah. this is the thing.
1: Genre is dead. <laughs> genre's flicking dead we'll get to that
0: in my next one as well um,
1: <laughs> but like it doesn't really make any sense I wouldn't call it a comedy I call it a drama but it's very mm. satirical okay Um, King Peter Dinklage plays one of the like Main. I suppose you'd call him an antagonist, but yeah. this is one of those films where everyone's an asshole. Like everyone's an antagonist, <laughs> yeah. so you're not really cheering for any of them. Yeah. So sometimes the stakes feel kind of low because you don't mind if anyone dies. <laughs> but also it's kind of funny because like the stakes feel low, but then you're also like, don't hurt that old woman. Yeah, it's very good. Now it's surprisingly dark. Um, okay. But honestly, if you are a bitch for a color-blocked suit. This oh, is the I am dream. a bitch for color Rosamund Bob's Pike suit. has so many hairstyles for a short blonde bob that I was at. There's a lot going on. Okay. Um, like, I definitely felt surprised. So I enjoyed myself. Because I just like being challenged by films. I like watching yeah. the film and going, God, the, the white man isn't going to shoot the other Russian man again. <laughs> so this was actually quite nice. You yeah. know? Um, I don't know if I would recommend it in a way oh. that, like, you said. You asked me, would you recommend it to yes. you? Yeah. And I'm just like, I think part of me wouldn't recommend it because I actually feel insecure about recommending a film about a white woman psychopath. Yeah. But I definitely would love to hear people's thoughts. Um, if anyone has watched it or is planning on watching it, send us a cheeky DM because it actually feels like one of those films that takes like... She wants to talk about it. Like fully 40, 48 hours, me here digesting away. But your last film is actually religious.
0: My last film is actually religious, but it also is... Iconic. Plays into what you were just saying there about like, the genre is a bit weird. Like this movie was huge last year, and it was very much marketed as a drama, as a serious drama with serious actors, and it is just not that. It is the two popes. You can
1: watch it on Netflix, guys. This is a comedy. I watched this last year just as lockdown started because I was like, okay, right, I might as well watch some of the big awardy films. Yeah. The it was so unsup- like it was so unexpectedly gas. Like lads, it is
0: so funny, and it's that. It's actually my favorite kind of comedy. like it is, it's really specific in that it's like almost mockumentary. Yes. and even funnier because it has the added layer that it is kind of biographical, like it is truthful, and for the most part, it's, it basically follows like um, it's Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins who are playing Pope Benedict and Pope Francis. and it kind of comes after all like the scandals that came out in the church, and one of them's uh, stepping down as Archbishop. But the other one's trying to convince him not to and yeah it's just it's it's based on their interactions
1: yeah it it's like basically most of their life story is condensed into their relationship with each other yeah and what the other one wants from the other person so it actually feels very authentic because it's just two people having a chat and both of them want something specific from the other person yeah rather than it being like here's a grand story of the pope it actually just feels like two people being like Ah, uh, lad would you mind doing this thing for me and he's yeah. like ah here lad though I don't want to do that i like <coughs> I just
0: feel like it was marketed completely wrong because I hadn't yes. watched it until now because because obviously they are two quite serious actors and I think they just sort of ran with these are the people who are in this film rather than this is what this film is and it oh my god guys it's so funny and like obviously <laughs> obviously I hate Catholicism with every inch of my being but we have <laughs> to give it to the Catholics catholic aesthetics are beautiful and like hot for the vatican hot for the vatican like there's like the the setting of this film is so stunning the colors the buildings the costumes like everything is so beautiful like and it feels very real it feels very real and like there is some real footage like dispersed throughout it especially at the beginning like the beginning starts when they were and i actually throw back i was buzzing watching this on the news when i was like 10 remember when the pope was being changed over and you're waiting for the white smoke
1: oh my god yeah that yeah. was the
0: highlight of like my 10 year old life here in ireland like yeah that was awesome. fun that's in it yeah. that's like part of the film um and shows you, like, them all voting for the next Pope and everything. It and the, also the shows you a little it.
1: bit of the behind the scenes. Yeah, it shows. It kind of shows you how things work as well, yeah. which I found
0: really interesting because I never thought
1: about it. It feels almost like a local council election vibe. It's, go- it, it's good to yes. watch because that's what's part of the fun of it. It feels like
0: county councillors doing a little vote.
1: Um, my favourite part of it, and this is controversial, was the end credit scene. I thought it was oh, literally, yeah. it encapsulated the perfect pitch of the whole film. So if you've got yeah. that far, congrats, because you're in for a bloody treat.
0: Yeah. Go watch it. It's it's surprisingly good.
1: What is your feed food this week?
0: Yeah, my feed food is so I'm still fall. I'm going down the religious sort of aesthetics route with my feed food and it's this girl that I found on TikTok. Her name is at underscore the glass, or iconoclass, sorry, on TikTok and she makes this series and it's, basically, it's called How to Identify Art Movements.
1: Oh, yes. She always is on my FYP. Yeah,
0: it's so cool. So she's basically doing a rundown of, like, the different art movements uh, to teach you, like, easy ways to understand, you know, if you look at a painting, how to identify what art movements it's from, like, what kind of century it's from or whatever. And I thought it would be a fun one to include because, like, I think galleries, when things do start to open up, they'll maybe be one of the first things to open up. It might be somewhere that you're going to go. Yeah. And her whole thing is for you to, like, to help you impress your friends. You're, like art history knowledge and like it, it plays back into religion because loads of it links back to being able to identify religious stuff like if it's got cute babies it's baroque if it's got ugly babies it's medieval <laughs> um, yeah she just like breaks down things very very easy and understandable and like if you're into art any kind of way or just you know Annie, everyone goes to museums everyone goes to galleries yeah it is nice to be able to know what you're looking at but not to have to read a really intense academic wordy book about it
1: mm. Good. Yeah. my one is over on instagram it's at sing underscore and step underscore with Paul Rick. okay right <laughs> so it's this man called Paul Rick howley and he's um his description on his instagram is on a journey to get fit and sing a few songs along the way oh so this outfield of Paul Rick is a king of my heart he has a daily goal of 10k steps He loves singing an Elle song. And he's currently in the process of going vegan for 21 days. Oh, wow. And he shows all of his recipes and, like, how he makes them and how easy they are. And he also does, like, fun Q&As. He is just a mixture of adorable... And king shit. What age is he? Like the old. Oh, like he's like probably in his seventies. Oh, he's not a young man. But he loves going out, and he'll go for his walk, and he'll complain about the rain when he can't get his 10k steps in, and he'll be walking around the kitchen. But also, like random places are like spawning him by being like. Here's some sausages that are vegan to try. Okay. So he does have like quite a good reach. Definitely check him out. Molly he May p- Porrick. Yep, yeah, Molly May Porrick. Molly Mae Hague is quaking yeah. because this elf fella is just like in his kitchen in the countryside being like, and I'll sing you a little song for sticking with my journey to be vegan. And you're like, oh my God, I'm in love with him.
0: I love Ireland. So that's my
1: like proper Lenten feast kickoff.
0: Amazing. Well, we are off to have a proper Lenten slash St Patrick's Day feast of pints now.
1: Oh yeah, you say that like I haven't been drinking all the way through. Yeah, it.
0: we are it is like what time? It's like We're not you, gonna
1: tell them the time.
0: We won't tell you the time but it's it's pretty early. And Good morning everyone! I started my day with a lot of iron in the form of a pint. So Yeah, if you want to follow us, we are ChatchitPod on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. We post a lot of shit asking you to give your opinions on things or to help us out with some stuff during the week. Uh, So we'd love to hear from you.
1: And also we're just generally iconic posting queen shit. I'm yeah, most
0: that stuff. yeah, we are we are girl bosses. We're girl bossing every week. Girls. I put
1: more effort into the chat shit version of my social media than my own. Yes, yeah, same. IP My actual <laughs> social media. So yeah, give us a follow, and we will talk to you next week, where we're going to have a very maybe, Ali Whelan birthday themed episode. Anyone? Oh yes,
0: my birthday next week. It's twenty-five.
1: Gabby or Harry Styles album. It's time to praise okay. Queen Ali. <laughs> Let's go.